You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I've really got to think of a different introduction, I think, at this point. I've been doing that for a couple of years like that, haven't I? But it just feels right. Anywho, the interview subject you've tuned in to hear from is from Epica, Simone Simons. She's the vocalist, or one of the two vocalists in the outfit, and the reason for the chat with Simone is because the group have a new album which will be launched on February 26th. It's called Omega. Now, the first half of this conversation, we talk about COVID and the impact on bands, and you can hear how much it's affecting Simone, and it's not just necessarily about her, it's about her band and all of the bands that are out there that would typically be on the road getting ready for festival appearances in the Northern Hemisphere summer, going to pubs and clubs, who can't do that. So fingers crossed we get out of this bloody COVID thing sooner rather than later. I mentioned I mentioned through the conversation about rapid testing sites, I just can't understand why those things aren't at the entrance to retail venues, restaurants and pubs and clubs, as I say, because then... We could all get back to doing what we love. Anyway, here she is, Simone Simon from Epica. Good, good day, good evening, I think, in Australia. <laughs> good, good evening. It's pro- What time is it over there? You're in the Netherlands, are you? Or Germany? You're in Germany, aren't you? So it must be early morning. Yes, it's 10, uh, 10 a.m. here. <laughs> 10 a.m. Yes, it's uh, 7.03 p.m. I've already made the dinner for the kids. One of the kids has just been yelling at me or yelling at my wife, actually, because she doesn't want to try on some school shoes that we're telling her she has to try on because this is this time of year, you see, as you, you might be aware, you know. So um, getting ready for school and all the rest of it. So, uh, you know, what can I say? Belated Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, my, my son is also at home and he might uh, interfere with the interview. Schools hopefully will start in a week, but we're not sure about that. So, Oh, that's right. Germany's been under pretty heavy lockdowns. Yeah, yeah, and uh, depending on what the politicians think, the schools might open or not. <laughs> but for the sake yeah. of everybody, I think it's better, especially also for my son. He's an only child and he misses his friends. Yeah, I'm with you there. I uh, agree and concur absolutely the fact that they uh, shut down schools. Look, there's a lot of politics around this COVID situation, I, I believe, and uh it's been taken advantage of by some fairly nefarious interests. And I'm certainly not a conspiracy theorist, I will assure you there. But uh, I think uh, the old saying, never waste a good crisis, I think Winston Churchill said it. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. testing us all, let's, let's put it like that. <laughs> Indeed it is, yeah. Well, it did test you guys, I suppose. Not that you can hear that, because I love your new album, by the way. Uh, Thank Omega. you so much. <laughs> But I guess that's a yeah. big question. How did you how did you deliver it through this through this COVID situation? We went. We were actually doing really well up until we had to record the vocals, uh, the, the lead vocals. So Mark's grunts and my hmm. vocals. Uh, Mark lives in Sicily and I live in Germany, and we always record the album in the Netherlands. And that was the middle of March, and that was when the lockdown was approaching, and I could feel that it was coming. And I said, uh, I'd rather not go to the Netherlands, especially because where the studio is located was it like a Corona hotspot. Hotspot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my son wasn't going to school. 
but in the beginning they said don't bring the kids to grandparents because they are uh, at great risk mm-hmm. so we had nobody to take care of our son my husband also had to work and then we we had the solution of me recording in the morning in the studio close by my husband was taking care of our son and then in the afternoon he could go to work and I would be back home. So that's how we how we made it work. Yost, our producer, was there on the iPad in my vocal booth. He could talk to me. I could hear him uh, through my headphones. And it was almost as if I was uh, recording in the Netherlands. And um, the studio was only like 20 minutes away from my house. So it was very nice to go to work in the morning and go back home in the afternoon. And that's something I don't really have experience with. Mm. <laughs> And yeah. Mark recorded in Sicily at home. Yeah, that's how the, we did it. The wonders of technology, isn't it? And and I think to that end, yeah. everything is going to be different in the entertainment business from here on moving forward. Because of course, the the big thing about performing live is that you're performing in front of, particularly with you guys, sometimes tens of thousands of people. But that's yeah. probably not going to happen for many years again. I don't think because it's just like we're we're going back into lockdowns here in Australia. So every mm-hmm. time there's a cluster or an outbreak. We just go back into mm. lockdown. So nobody is going to be scheduling. Or maybe they have scheduled Varkin. I don't know. I haven't checked, sorry. But uh, the point being is that... I think so, yeah. I yeah, think well, they have scheduled it. But I also have a heavy heart in the whole situation. Hmm. I mean, you have to be realistic. Of course, uh, we're all eager to go back on stage. But uh, we all know by now that the art industry, the music business, the entertainment business is the last to start working again. Mm. And uh, a lot of musicians are like going crazy, especially the ones that live for touring. There are also, you have kind of two kind of musicians, one that love to be in the studio, like my husband, he loves it. Mm-hmm. But I also love to travel and be on stage. I'm If I'm in studio for too long, it's too much of the same for me. So I am like, itching to go back uh, on tour and some musicians are not and and I know a couple of my close friends in the music business they're also you you see that everybody is kind of uh, venturing out into new directions trying to keep themselves busy uh, creatively but we all have this big loss or we miss something that nothing actually can replace except for for being on stage Agreed. And, and do you see, how, how do you see things changing though? Because I, I have a feeling a lot of these big, even if they're books, say Varkin and um, Hellstock or these huge European festivals that we hear about in, here in Australia mm-hmm. and are very envious of, I must say. But I just can't see how they're going to go ahead for, for a long time until a vaccine is rolled out to the majority of the population or rapid testing units are set up on site. And I don't know why the rapid testing units are taking so long globally because it seems like the most obvious solution size of the economy can tick over but until that happens you've got to use technology again so have you guys talked about the way in which you're going to use technology to reach people yeah some of our colleagues have started doing streaming concerts and we are checking the options for us uh the extra difficulty that we have is that we live in four different countries and as long as we have lockdowns, we can get together in order to create something like, like mm. that. But we, the city is going to be released in February. Originally, our first postponement of the tour would have been in March. Mm-hmm. And 
that is again postponed to 2022 January. Um, but we want to, of course, represent the album, and uh, we have to we have to be flexible and go with the, like you say, the technology that we have now, mm -hmm. and try to come up with something really amazing for the fans. One thing that I participated in not too long ago was um, Marcus set up for Michael Schenker a Zoom meeting with a few of us. That was outstanding. Mm -hmm. That was fantastic. Have has there been Marcus spoken to you guys about potentially doing that as well? We are we are we are discussing it, yeah, because it would be a shame to release the album. We already postponed the album because the tour was postponed and we can't postpone the release of the album again, but we also mm. cannot just release it into the world without any show. So we have already started uh, preparing the songs, rehearsing the songs. Uh, oh, well, guys yeah. have met up a couple of times, the ones that live in the Netherlands and can get together. Mm -hmm. And Mark and myself, we, we were practicing the songs uh, at home. So by the time that we are uh, available or that we can get together that uh yeah we can hopefully create something and that we have the new music in our in our bones <laughs> in our system and uh yeah i don't know how it's going to be I've, I've seen some streams from my colleagues and uh so, some say it was great some say it was weird and to me it feels probably like a rehearsal or a like a sound check in a way because the audience mm -hmm. is missing the interaction the the energy is different, but of I love singing. I miss it. I, I sing at home, but it's not the same hmm. as when you're playing with a band. So uh, yeah, and I I've never played the songs, the new songs live. So that's also something yeah. exciting. And I think I think that's just how it's going to be for for a while. I have my doubts that the summer festivals are going to take place. I'm afraid hmm. it's yeah, likewise, uh, yeah. probably. Not going to happen, but I, I crave it badly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was, this last summer was the first summer without festivals, and that's the first since I got into the business. And it's so weird. I mean, it's nice to enjoy summer at home, but summer's my favorite season, and I love mm. festivals because that's when I also get to see my colleagues and I can check out other bands, and I just love the vibe, the nice weather, and the, mm -hmm. the smell of the festival fields. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's all coming back. I know. Yeah, we, as I say, we don't have them here. We've just recently got download, but it's a bit different. I think okay. uh, for us, we get a, an abridged version of it or a condensed version of it. We don't get the massive four and five day things that you guys get. So, and, and particularly for you guys, I mean, you guys are a headline act. For you guys to be out there, I mean, for an album like this, and, and I'm glad you touched on it. And I've said this many times over the last how long has this been going on? Nine months, ten months. But there are a lot of albums, unfortunately, that are falling through the cracks, meaning that, that mm -hmm. with metal, and particularly with you guys, your, your ball pit is the live arena, meaning that if you're going out there and pressing the flesh, so to speak, meeting fans and, as you say, interacting with your uh, people in other bands and all of this sort of stuff, this is how the word gets spread. And without that, yes. um, there's a potential, and I'm glad you're being realistic about it, because I think every every artist outside of Beyonce, maybe, who can just release whatever the hell she wants these days. But for a metal band, mm -hmm. you really do need to be out there. So I, I, I'm a bit on the fence about the the uh, the live performances because you can't tell that they're live because we're so used to watching YouTube these days. When I watched 
Lamb of God and Suicide Science. Both brilliant bands, by the way. Great live performances, but I just felt like I was watching something from years ago. It didn't have that immediacy mm-hmm. that live music has. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's uh, I don't, it's, there's a few some I don't know whether we're going to figure it out figure it out in the short term. Um, and believe me, I've I've, I've spoken to I, I checked. I spoke to literally a hundred people last year doing this sort of stuff, and a lot of the conversations, the nitty gritty of it is what we're talking about now. We just don't know what the future looks like. And and with something like Omega, because um, I'm not overly familiar with your work, but I am I am very impressed with Omega, by the way, because Thank you. I like the way you guys blend. There's this tendency for bands to sacrifice the brutality and the heaviness, the extreme metal component for the melody. You guys don't do that. Mm-hmm. You guys find that balance. And and that's a th- the, your other albums are probably a lot like that too, but that's the main thing that hit me with Omega was this beautiful balance you've struck. So, mate, I, I just I, I hope people are curious enough, you know, to check it out and mm-hmm. to understand that it's, it's, you know, the next time you can tour probably will be in 12 months' time at, at the soonest. But you, you, you guys mm-hmm. and just about every, literally every other band out there are in the same basket, I suppose. Yeah, it's a very weird situation, and it's it's taking too long now. In the first months, I was okay with it, but now I feel like, shit. The problem mm. is we had the sabbatical before we started writing and recording Omega. Omega, so we were already a little bit on a break and eager to get back into the saddle, so to speak, and then this hit us. This feels like a forced, uh, unwanted second mm. sabbatical. Um and it's in it's in our DNA to be on on stage. And we're I think all the Epica band members now, our current lineup, we're all stage animals. <laughs> so it feels Definitely. a little bit as if we're caged, caged in a, a routine that we yeah that it's that's kind of yeah. uh, it's I'm not really unfamiliar. I have a, I have a son as well, so I do have the family life. But I always loved the the combination of both. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's it's yeah, it feels as if we're, we're how do you say in Dutch we say or in German abgestumpft. It means that the sharp knife is getting blunt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. You lose because it, you lose a huge edge, part yeah. of us is not activated. It's like it's put on standby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just let's talk about the album. Uh, itself so i think this is the first album title that's a single word all of your other album titles tend to be quite detailed in depth but is is there a concept behind the album title because you know first thing i thought it was alpha and omega so you've decided to call it omega yeah the the original name we were thinking about or mark um is the one that comes up with the album titles and a little bit the the red line through the lyrics, and he wanted to call uh, name the album <clears throat> the Omega Point. Hmm. And the Omega Point is basically where the Big Bang is your creation of the universe, and the Omega Point is that the spiritual belief and se- scientific speculation that everything in the universe is coming together like in a spiral towards a final point of unification. And um, it is how do you say the end of the kingdom of heaven trilogy uh, okay. so that's 
that's the end of the of the story, but not the end of of Epica or the end of of the world, even mm. though now it kind of feels like it sometimes. <laughs> but uh, it's a very spiritual album. Uh, it's our eighth studio album. We have the number yeah. eight also incorporated in our artwork. Mm -hmm. And if you put eight to the side, it turns into the infinity symbol. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you also see the the ankh, uh, the uh, Egyptian yep. hieroglyph that's basically uh, breath of life. And yeah, we go actually from being born to basically dying and everything in between and the spiritual journey of trying to navigate through our our own inner labyrinth you know if we we all go through phases in life <laughs> and we when you reach a certain age you also start to think a little bit about what the true meaning of life is and true. this whole album yeah. is kind of a spiritual journey trying to find the the true meaning of life and our life is basically a labyrinth in which we are trapped but we can also break free or try to to navigate through that labyrinth and um, find peace within ourselves so to speak hmm. yeah it's uh <laughs> that's an extraordinary response that's a lot. for that that's great no that's fantastic because <laughs> as you've been talking to me i've been looking at the album cover and you've just mm -hmm. uh, first of all i'm uh, Again, I'm just so impressed with uh, whoever you've got to, to Photoshop or put this together using Illustrator, I suppose it would have been. But uh, holy shit, excuse my language, it's it's a tremendous album cover. The combination of elements there. It's just a, to, yeah. Yeah, thank you. It, it's the artist who created the cover is called Stefan Heilemann. And he's been working uh, with us since the classical conspiracy, so thin, since 2008. Mm. And he's a German... Um, artist uh, also a friend of mine he lives close to where I live he's also living in Germany and uh, he has a very unique style and mm. we kind of direct him in the beginning where we give him information about the lyrics and he basically gets carte blanche so he comes up with the idea and then we kind of twist and tweak wherever necessary so that everybody in the band is happy mm. and um, also that was taking place during the pandemic as well. So we had to come up for some alternative ideas how to do the photo shoot because Mark was still in Sicily. He couldn't travel. So he mm -hmm. had to be photographed by a photographer over there. Somebody else, yeah. And Stefan Heilemann came to my house. So we took some photos of me um, in my photo studio. And then uh, Stefan and me, we I call him Heile. It's his nickname or his artist name we traveled to the netherlands uh, to take photos of the other band members and for mm -hmm. me to record the vocals for the acoustic cd uh for for the omega songs okay. and yeah so that's that's how we all kind of made it work but stefan or heilemann's strength is also f creating within photoshop he's a uh yeah graphic designer i would i would say He's mm. very good at that and to create something very mysterious out of so many different elements. And uh, on the cover, you see also the contrast between light and dark mm -hmm. and yeah. representing yin-yang, that we are all existing out of light and dark. And and this little person trying to find 
her way through the labyrinth is actually his wife. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> he right? Photographed okay. many times and then put her in the in the cover. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy with the artwork. That's something I find take very much uh, uh, joy out of creating the visual aspect of also the music mm -hmm. and the photo shoots, the video shoots. Uh, I enjoy that very much, and I think it's a big part also of Epica. It's the visual side that I also take a lot of responsibility for. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So the Abyss of Time videos is great as well. Uh, extremely visceral is the word that comes to mind. But uh, there's some scenery in there, and I was curious, where's that? where was that filmed? Uh, you mean the, the young woman and the older guy? Oh, the, the landscape, the rocks and the, you know, the um, yes. forest and yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, the idea was to kind of that the um, uh, that there's this labyrinth within the forest. This older man is kind of drawn to by this mystical creature, which is the 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 woman, the young woman, leading him into the uh, labyrinth, and he kind of has this awakening. This uh, yeah, he sees the light, so to speak. Not in a religious way but mm. yeah that he kind of comes out of the labyrinth and totally uh, in total enlightenment if you can say it like that <laughs> and yeah. me and mark uh, are representing also yin yang i'm dressed in white mark's dressed in black when we are having our um when we are singing the the verses and we're back to back to each other and you yeah. have also the dancers in black and white dresses and all the elaborate costumes were made by a Polish designer and uh, it was yeah the most most uh, decadent outfit that I ever wore and uh, made me feel like a queen but I couldn't move very much so it's not something I could wear on stage uh, yeah. it was purely for me standing still and performing <laughs> yeah that was stunning that outfit you're wearing yeah yeah that that part you work with some very Thank talented you. people there that's what i find is uh i uh, i studied illustrator and photoshop at uni and I, I can get by but when i see album covers like what you've you, your guys come up with here i think oh shit i've got so much longer to go but i think it's, you've just got to you've just got to sort of uh you know, know your limits, I think, and understand what your potential is too and sort of be inspired by these great pieces of art that you see, uh, such as your album cover. Yeah, I do a little Photoshop myself, but Heile is, uh, Stefan Heilemann is, is a different level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. I think, I think I've got time for one more as a question. Is that cool? I think you've got another conversation coming yeah. up in five minutes. So, um, sure. look, Australia, of course, I assume you'll probably get asked this question <laughs> Uh, by every uh, journalist tonight, but uh, have we been a good territory for you guys? Like, do you hear a lot from us? Uh, you mean our fan base? Yes. Or in, in general, our fan yeah. base is yeah, the Epica fan base. Yeah, we've been to we've been to Australia now three times, I think. Yeah, or two times. I actually don't don't know. Once when I was pregnant with my son, mm -hmm. and then. A second time, I think we've been there only two times. It's so sad, it's so far away, but um, we love being in Australia. I mean, the, the people are, they are, they f it feels very European to me, I find, and very open, very warm and welcoming, very mm. relaxed. <laughs> 
Um, but we've only had maybe, I don't know, 10 shows in total. Yeah. Um, so it's not, unfortunately, like Italy or France where we can go a couple times a year because it's so far away. Hmm. But there's definitely a metal scene in, in Australia. And um, the first time when we got there, we got positive response. Many fans that said, we know Epica since such a long time, and finally you're here. So if only it were a little bit closer, we would probably come by more often. Um, <laughs> the shows were, compared to European shows, kind of small, because when you're starting in a, in a new country, uh, you have to invest, you have to go there a lot. So, um, hmm. But if you say you have the festival now, it would be great if we could come by and play on that festival and maybe also have a larger audience to uh, show our music to. Yeah, you guys would be perfect for download. That's that's made for you guys. Uh, that's Yeah, you know, we would like to come. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I hope it happens whenever the next one comes up, you know. Uh, yeah, God knows when that'll happen. But, uh, mm. yeah, yeah, so, but look, uh, I'll wrap things up. But look, good luck with everything, you know, and I mean that. You know, I know it's not easy. And you are, you're an entertainer. You're, mm. you're an outstanding singer, I've got to say that. I think you've, you can tell that you've put a lot of effort and work into the stuff that Thank you've you, yeah. recorded, you know, I can see, I can hear that. I'm a musician myself and I can hear that. And I've seen there's plenty of YouTube performances out there of you guys and the band sounds cohesive, sounds like it's got it together. And uh, I'm a, I'm a heavy metal and, and an extreme metal evangelist. And I just, I think, with particularly with you guys, you guys have got the potential to bring in people who don't listen to this sort of music normally. You got crossover potential, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so I hope that I hope that continues to happen. I hope people, you know, they get curious and uh, and buy your book too. I was meant to ask you a question about your book, how that went, because I'm a writer, I'm an author, you see. So the essence of Epica, the book there. Um, I saw the video on your website there, or the the or actually it's a dedicated website for the essence of Epica, isn't it? But uh, you've got a ton of stuff going on, and the future looks bright regardless. So best of luck with everything. Yeah, thank you very much. You too, and also with your family. Stay, uh, stay healthy. Stay away from uh, Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely try, and likewise. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. All right, nice chatting. I appreciate it. All right, have a nice evening. It's, yeah, have a great morning. Great rest of the day. No worries. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks. See Cheers. Ya. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List online. My name is Andrew Mackay Smith. The interview subject you just heard from was Simone Simon from the outfit Epica. Thanks for listening.